Hey guys, welcome to another episode of A Tap on the Wrist. I'm Vanessa. I'm Laura. And this is episode nine. Next, episode nine. Yeah, next week is ten. That's exciting. It's also Halloween week. It is also Halloween. Which it, is one in a of, couple days, I think, for you guys. Yes. I think it's on Thursday. Yes. It's one of my favorite holidays. Me too. Just really this whole season is kind of my favorite. You know, just like, fall in general. Yeah, but especially like right around Halloween where you're seeing like people put up decorations for Halloween. I mean, I guess you see people putting up decorations for Christmas eventually around Thanksgiving. But for the specifically like Halloween decorations and like just spookiness and like people wearing costumes and haunted houses. Like, I just love this time of year. I know, me too. Yeah. Are you trick or treating? I'm not <laughs> trick or treating. <laughs> That's a good answer. No. I miss it, though. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've heard some people talking about how they're going to take their kids trick-or-treating, and I was like, I remember when I was a kid, and I'd get so much candy. I'd be so excited. The students at my school still trick-or-treat, and I think they're a little bit old for it. They're, like, right on that cusp of being too old. Yeah. And so I love that they still kind of do those kid-like things but I mean they get free candy out of it so yeah I mean it's the best (laughs) I wish I still got free candy like that's what I miss about trick-or-treating I have to pay for my own candy now yeah and maybe hand it out to people no I never get trick-or-treaters yeah I don't don't get any trick-or-treaters either I I think one of my oh go ahead no I was just gonna say I guess we don't really live in well I guess we do live in a neighborhood that's good for trick-or-treating just not our specific buildings this is true. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say before I... My favorite part of Halloween are scary stories. Yes. I do love a good scary story. I mean, I especially do. I love horror movies. I know you don't. I don't love horror movies, but I like scary stories. Like, Edgar Allan Poe was always a favorite of mine uh-huh. growing up. And I don't know. I guess I don't like watching scary things. I just like listening to them. <laughs> and experiencing them because you like haunted houses. True. I just don't like scary movies. That's the only thing I don't like. <laughs> Anything else scary, great. <laughs> movies, no. <laughs> right. Got it. Well, hopefully you'll enjoy these creepy stories that we're going to tell. And you should follow along with us. We're going to post pictures on our social media accounts. We're at a tap on the wrist on Instagram and on Twitter. So you should definitely check those out because we'll, we'll try to find some spooky images. Maybe not. Maybe just regular images of places we're talking about. Right. Unless, I mean, I doubt there's pictures of I mean, ghosts. there might be. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you can also send us emails. You want to give them our email address? Tap on the wrist podcast at gmail.com. That is what it is. Please send us some story ideas. Or some theme ideas. I mean, you can tweet them at us, too. Or comment on our Instagram. Whatever whatever floats your boat. You could leave us a review with ideas. That would be wonderful. Yeah, definitely leave us a review. We need those. So rate, review, and subscribe, as they say. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Let's get this started. Yes. Okay, so we're going to switch things up this week. We're not going to each tell one story. We're each telling multiple stories. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) So we're going to go back and forth a bit. I'm going to tell one story. Then Laura will go. And then I'll go back and forth for a little bit. So we're 
can I say that we're both talking about bar hauntings? I, I don't know if that's what you're actually talking about. I don't I, actually know. I mean, yes, they are... Mine are like ghost stories. Okay. Mine are just telling you about bars that are haunted. Yes. So the first one I'm going to talk about is called One If By Land, Two If By Sea. It's in New York. All of mine are in New York. It's actually in the West Village, and it's more of a restaurant, but they do have a bar, and it kept coming up when I Googled haunted bars, so I'm sticking with it. So it's in New York, but it's called One If By Land, Two If By Sea? Correct. Why is it not in Boston? New York's allowed to have seafood restaurants. I know, but that phrase is like Paul Revere's, right? Yes, it's like the Paul Revere line. When he ran through the streets of Boston, one of, like, he'll, I'll put the lanterns in the, no, not clicking. Nope, not clicking. <laughs> the British are coming, the British were coming. Well, this, this bar does have some historical, I know the British are coming. This yes, bar but has historical ties, so He's like, maybe. I'll put the lanterns in the lighthouse. One, if, by, if they're coming by land. Two, if they come by sea. That's where that phrase is from. I feel like, actually, now that you're saying this, I did <laughs> see something on their website about Paul Revere, and I ignored it. <laughs> you know, that history part of the podcast. There's still history, but it wasn't about the haunting, okay. so I ignored it. Okay, okay, okay. But that's okay. where they got their name. Okay. So... The sources that I used for this section were an article on Eater New York called Hauntings at One of My Land, Two of By Sea by Jackie Goldstein. An article on Thrillist called 18 of the, Cre- of the Creepiest Haunted Bars and Restaurants in America by Kristen Hunt. And an article on NYCGo.com called Haunted NYC by Laura Kuznir. Kuznir? And uh, don't worry, I used Wikipedia also. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. That trusty source. That trusty source. Okay, so. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> One if I land, two if I see, is purportedly haunted by Aaron Burr. <laughs> Sir! <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, not only are they like, we're haunted, mm. they're like, we're haunted by fucking Aaron Burr. Well... <laughs> I wonder if that's made up, like, post-Hamilton. No, no. So there's a reason. Um, well, first first of all, for people who aren't history buffs, Aaron Burr was the third vice president of the United States and also the man who shot and killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel. Right. Which no one knew until the musical Hamilton came out. Yes. But the reason he haunts it is because the restaurant is built inside of his former carriage house. Oh, okay. So, I just thought they were just, like, picking up that claim no, of fame. No, it, w- it was actually part of, part of his estate. Okay. And for those of you who don't know what a carriage house is, it, according to Wikipedia, was originally built to house horse-drawn carriages and related tack. So it's aptly named. Yes, aptly named. <laughs> it makes sense. So he and his daughter, Theodosia. Theodosia, exactly. There's a whole song in the musical. Really? Yes. I haven't seen it. It's now playing in my head. (laughs) Go ahead. She she also haunts the place with him. Oh, can we eat here, please? Yeah, I mean, it looks super cool. It's like super old school looking and really nice. So according to the article on NYCGo.com, Theodosia... 
was returning to New York from South Carolina, Carolina, I don't know why I said that weird, on the schooner Patriot, which disappeared at sea in December of 1812. And they have a quote from the former dining room manager, Tom Kirk, who says, supposedly her spirit made it here because she wanted to be with her father. We've had some freaky things go on. That's weird. Yes. So apparently Burr and his daughter just really like to fuck with the living. Burr likes to knock things over and throw plates. He kind of reminds me of a cat. (laughs) I mean, not that they throw plates, but just like (laughs) knocking shit over. Like, fuck this. I don't want this here. And things like lights going on and off and machinery going on and employees feeling like they're being pushed and then they turn around and there's nobody there. So another thing that apparently happens, and I don't know why they blame Theodosia, did I say that right? Doja. Doja. Theodosia specifically for this, but apparently women who are sitting at the bar Sometimes their earrings just go missing. They're just gone. They don't know how. They don't know how to explain it. But apparently it's her. She wants those earrings. Well, all little girls want, like... Yeah, but I, I don't... Oh, so for some context of why I don't know that it was her, that it's her, according to the, a Thrillist article that I read, a parapsychologist who visited one of my land who was by sea said that there are actually 20 ghosts there and they're all from different periods of time. So I couldn't find why they specifically blame her for the earrings going missing. Um, cause some, so wait, hold on. What was that job again? What job? A parapsychologist. Oh, yeah. Parapsychologist. So it's someone who studies the psychology of ghosts. Yes, exactly. That is a job I did not know existed in this world. It, well, it does. <laughs> And she, well, well she, like, it's just one, it's just one parapsychologist. The one parapsychologist happened to go to this restaurant. Yeah. So she said that there were other ghosts there, like a Zigfield Folly girl. Is okay. Folly? That's right. And a woman in black who only ever walks down the stairs because she fell down and broke her neck. So she mm. never goes up the stairs. She only goes down. That's creepy. Yeah. That, that's like the one creepy thing in here. Nope, there's another creepy thing. <laughs> the article in Eater, a manager at the time that the article was written, which was 2011, named Kirk Adair, said that the restaurant was like a forest and, quote, you know, there are creatures around you and you don't necessarily see them, maybe out of the corner of your eye, but for the most part, they remain hidden. And that sounds super creepy, like, no thank you, Aaron Burr, get away from me. No, I'm not here for that. (laughs) No. So, just for a little bit more background, after Burr owned the carriage house, it eventually became a pub and brothel in the 1830s. So I feel like, you know, maybe some shit went down, and that's why it's haunted by all these other ghosts as well. And Um, there's some of those kind of stories in some of mine tonight, too. yeah. And so it wasn't until the ni- until 1910 that the building was then turned into a restaurant. And they're apparently very well known for their Beef, beef Wellington and their ghost. So if you like Beef Wellington or you like ghost. So you can have your beef and burr. Your beef and burr. <laughs> and beer. At one want, if I land two if, if I see. They, <laughs> it's like get your beef, beer, and burr. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Happy hour. And apparently something that has to do with Paul Revere that I did not look up. I cannot believe you didn't 
get that reference? I was just so thrown by the fact that Aaron, Aaron Burr, Burr haunted crazy. this fucking restaurant bar. I'm really surprised that I've never heard of it because Hamilton obviously has been so popular in New York in the past right. couple of years that you would think they would almost have like publicized Aaron Burr's ghost to try and get people in. Yeah. But but no. He's they just uh they just let him chill in there. That's crazy. Mhm. Well, is that that's the end of one if I land two if I see? It is the end. Okay. For my first story this week, we are heading down south to one of my favorite cities mm-hmm. and also, in my opinion, one of the creepiest, most haunted cities in America. Savannah. It's also very beautiful. It is very beautiful. Yes. Don't get me wrong. But it is super haunted. But it's very haunted. And so when we decided to do kind of ghost stories for Halloween, I wanted to go to one of my favorite haunted cities. So I looked up also like haunted pubs mm-hmm. in Savannah. So my first story takes place at what is currently the Moon River Brewing Company building. Ooh, I went to Savannah, and I feel like I was looking up haunted places because I'm weird like that, and that's one of the ones that came up, but I don't remember the story, so I'm excited. Nice. It is, currently, it is a brewery. Mm -hmm. However, it has, for the past few years, been very popular because of its hauntings, so it's been visited by ghost enthusiasts for years, and even famous TV shows such as Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. So people all over the country trek specifically to Moon River Brewing Company to meet the ghosts that live there. But we're going to start first with the history of the building because it's one of the oldest in Savannah and it's basically where all of the ghosts are from is based on these past businesses that sat in that building. Mm -hmm. So the building is built in 1821 by Eleazar Early and his wife. And it is built as the City Hotel. It is Savannah's very first hotel. And it also serves as the very first post office and a branch of the Bank of the United States. Okay. So it is a pretty prominent building in Mm -hmm. early Savannah. Very important. Lots of wealthy people are staying there when they're visiting Savannah. So famous politicians, early writers. James Audubon, Audubon, the famous drawer and uh studier of birds Mm -hmm. he's known for researching it's why we know so much about birds it's his work so he stayed in the hotel for like six months while he was studying the birds of the southeast so lots of history there lots of people stayed in it at when it was a hotel it hosted many events and wealthy guests up until about the year 1864 when the hotel gets shut down as the Civil War is happening. So Savannah falls during the Civil War and it gets taken over by the Confederate Army and the hotel gets shut down because the Confederate Army needs it. Mm -hmm. And they turn the hotel into a hospital for Confederate soldiers. I bet you a lot of people died in that hospital. A lot of people die in that hospital. It also serves not only for a hospital for Confederate soldiers, but following that as a hospital for the numerous yellow fever outbreaks that happened in Savannah. So hundreds of people, mostly children, died. No, not creepy haunting children. (laughs) 
Those are the worst. There's actually not that many children ghosts in there. Oh, God, they're so scary. So, (laughs) many people, mostly children, die on the upper floors of the building. And then, uh, following that, I mean, also Confederate soldiers die as well as a result of war injuries. After the, the Civil War ends, the building turns into a coal store it becomes I was say a cult <laughs> the building was not <laughs> cult no uh it told it becomes a coal store yes and then after that it's a supply store and a feed store office supply store and then it gets damaged during a hurricane and the roof blows off and no one wants to repair it so it actually sits vacant for over 20 years mm-hmm. and gets purchased in 1995 by a brewery. And this brewery is just trying to start up and they end up kind of going bankrupt and not able to finish the building. And Moon River Brewing Company steps in, takes over the reconstruction of the building and opens what is now and currently still is Moon River Brewing. So they've been there since the late 90s and are still an operating restaurant, brewery, tap room, ghost site. So because of this tumultuous history, the brewery has lots of strange occurrences. So I'm going to share with you some of the stories of the guests and servers at the Moon River Brewing Company. So... In the restaurant, servers tell stories of being touched. Mm-hmm. Someone touches their arm, they turn around, there's no one near them. Mm-hmm. So kind of similar to what you were saying. A lot of times silverware or like condiment bottles that are on the table are just pushed off, thrown away. With yeah, and There's no wind, it's an indoor building, so they know someone is knocking it off the table. Uh, like our friend Aaron Burr. Mm-hmm. There have also been... Lots of witnesses of a woman, it's one particular woman dressed in full like 1800s clothing walking around the restaurant and almost approaching the bar as if she's going to order a drink and then she disappears. And it's happened numerous times. Many people have witnessed this. Weird. And she's so realistic that people often think she's like a local actor in... Whoa, that's so crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I can't imagine. Because I, too, would probably first assume it's, you know, a ghost... Like, someone who does ghost stories who walks around in costume and they're just grabbing a drink before their shift. Right. And then all of a sudden she just disappears. So weird. So weird. She is also sometimes seen standing at the top of the main stairs. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she'll just disappear if there's a loud noise or she gets startled, is what people say. People scaring the ghost? People scaring the ghost. So I watched one of my main sources. I got a lot of stuff from this website called ghostcitytours.com. And they are a prominent ghost tour company all around the country. Mm -hmm. And they list pretty good descriptions on their website of the places you'll visit if you go on one of their ghost tours. So I got a lot of information from them. And then I also watched an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved uh-huh. on Moon River Brewing Company. And basically what happens is the two hosts of that show go to this place. And at night, they bring in all of their, you know, nightwear cameras and these devices that capture noises. 
And they stay the night in this haunted building and try and communicate with the ghost. So they did this. I watched it. was like 25 minutes. Uh I watched the entire episode. And they just... They're kind of dicks, though. Like, they're hilarious, these two men. They go in, and they'll be like, Hey, hey, lady, we know you're here. We want to talk to you. Like, they yell at them. Yeah. Like, come out and talk to us. Say my name if you want to talk to me. Like, they uh-huh. just scream at these ghosts. They're trying to piss them off, probably. I, I know. Get a reaction. But I feel like that's... Be polite. They might... She might want to talk to you friendly. <laughs> anyway, so I watched this video, and she never appeared to them, but there have been lots of sightings of her by other guests and servers. And Christopher Lewis, who is the operations manager of the brewery, is quoted as saying, I've been sitting in my office before and had bottles thrown at me off the shelf. I've seen shadows walking by and heard little kids playing that aren't really there. Creepy. Creepy. Yes. Okay, but that's not the only ghost that haunts Moon River Brewing. There, oh. there are some more. There are two more, like, super famous ones that have names. Uh-huh. So, there's Toby. Okay. He's the basement ghost. Okay. <laughs> and in the basement at Moon River Brewing is, like, their billiards room. Uh-huh. So, it's a little bit more dive bar-esque. Right. Um, and so, it's usually a late-night crowd, and Toby is rumored... To be a negative spirit, so he's never friendly to the people he interacts with. They believe he might be a young to teenage boy. Okay. And his interactions are always aggressive, like pushing people. And there's one story of a woman who felt like she was being choked and there was no one in front of her. That's terrifying. So they believe that Toby probably died or had a very difficult life and he's kind of stuck there and uh-huh. can't get out and is pissed about he's it. He's just angry and they believe he might be dangerous so they they warn people to be careful when they're in the billiards room. Damn. I know. It's crazy. And then the other famous ghost is a man named James Stark and he has a reason for haunting this building. This goes back to when it was the first hotel mm-hmm. in Savannah and James Stark was a local who was at the hotel having a drink and he gets into a fight with another local Savannah? Savannian? Savannah? Savannan? Savannian? Yeah, whatever. Uh, Doctor, whose name was Philip Minnis. And they were arguing... They they had a, a relationship that was not great. They'd been known to get in quite a few fights. And disagree from time to time. But this night, James Stark starts throwing out racial and anti-Semitic insults to the doctor. Mm. And he is very angry. And this fight is heating up and it's not going well. And James Stark goes to put his hand in, like, his chest pocket. Like, in his jacket. Uh-huh. And Philip Minnis, the doctor, who is the one being insulted thinks that he's about to pull out a weapon of some sort. Okay. So he pulls out his gun first and shoots James Stark, killing him immediately. Damn. Yeah. So the police arrive and everything. He's Philip Minnis is actually not charged with the death of James Stark. He's seen as keeping up his honorable reputation 
by shooting him because Stark was insulting him. It's a weird rule. It is a weird... You're allowed to kill someone for insulting you? It was 1839. Yeah. Things were different. (laughs) And... So, the rumor is that James Stark haunts the second floor at Moon River Brewery, and the guests have mentioned that he can get rowdy and kind of push guests around as well, and he also is known to not be super friendly, and there's a case of him potentially pushing a woman down a staircase. So, the the ghosts at Moon River Brewery are not friendly ghosts. Well, the woman seems fine. The woman seems fine. And even though it was a hospital where lots of children died, there's no specific children ghost. There's just laughter. Like, you Don't can like hear that. children laughing. Nope. Which, but that makes me almost a little happy that it's not like children crying. Like, it's a hospital for yellow fever. Have you ever heard a creepy child laugh in a horror movie because it's creepy no i don't like horror movies (laughs) (laughs) although i do i I love that you were like and a lot of children died and my reaction wasn't oh that's terrible it was children ghosts (laughs) (laughs) and so moon river brewing company just lives there with toby and james and the woman and all the creepy children laughing i wonder why that woman doesn't have a name I don't think they know. I don't think there's like a face to her. They they Linda. don't know who she is. Linda. That's her name. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> I, was Linda a name back then? Shh. Okay. Doesn't matter. I mean, Linda. Linda, the lady ghost. I like it. I'm not mad at it. My next story is about the White House. White House. <laughs> that is a horror story. <laughs> That's the scariest horror story you can tell right now. <laughs> the White Horse Tavern. Uh, well, now I'm not as scared. <laughs> so the White Horse Tavern is in Greenwich Village, also in New York. And the main thing that I used was an article from Nooklin, which is a website. Nooklin. Nooklin, called Five Haunted Bars Where You Can Get Boozy with Ghosts. By Maggie Starnitz. Nope, Stamets. 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 Okay. And also Wikipedia, because why, <laughs> why wouldn't I use it? I just have to. So, according to the White House... Oh my god, I keep saying White House. According to the White Horse Tavern's own website, it has been running since 1880, and it's the second oldest pub in New York City. The oldest pub is the one, the George Washington one, right? Shh. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Yes, the ear in, which is the last story I'm going to tell. No, that's not what I was talking about. No? No. That's not the oldest bar. Is it? What bar are we talking about? I'm talking about the one that's all the way down near Wall Street that is the famous George Washington bar. The famous George Washington bar. Yeah, he gave some famous speech there. Okay. Hold on, I'm Googling you it, look it right up. now. Sorry, continue about the white... Washington also, also has to do with the ear in. That's why I thought that's what you were talking about. Oh. Anyway, the White Horse Tavern. Yes. Second oldest pub in New York City. Originally, they were a bar mainly for longshoremen or men who were working the piers along the Hudson River. And... 
as time went on, they eventually became popular among the literary crowd, especially poets, one in particular who supposedly still haunts it to this day. Whoa. (laughs) So his name was Dylan Thomas, and at first I didn't know who he was, so I looked him up, and then when I saw what poems he wrote, I then knew who he was. He's a Welsh poet who wrote the poems, Do Not Go Gently Into That Good Night. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. And and death shall have no dominion. So in 1953, he went on a two-day drinking binge. So a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I don't know if it was Saturday and Sunday. But a two-day drinking binge, according to Nooklin. And the first night, he claimed to have 18 shots of whiskey. On Wikipedia, it said that he declared, I've had 18 straight whiskeys. I think that's the record. I think probably. (laughs) However, the owner of the white horse who was serving him said that it couldn't have been more than half of what he was claiming he drank. So who really knows? Either way, he went back to the Chelsea Hotel where he was staying on the second night of his binge. And there he slipped into a coma before he was rushed to St. Vincent Hospital where he died. Now, looking back historically, people are saying that he was also suffering from bronch- bronchitis and pneumonia and emphysema before I just his have death. Goosebumps. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Big Dylan <laughs> Thomas fan? <laughs> yes. so he might have had all these different things the bronchitis pneumonia and emphysema beforehand so it might not have been the alcohol that killed him but i'm sure that that had that played a role for sure so the staff of the white horse say that he went back there because it was the last place where he had a good time before he died and the sightings of him have been people seeing him walking around especially hanging out at his favorite table which is in the corner and according to the Nooklin website, he steals beer and shot glasses from his favorite table. So if you sit there and you're going to take a shot, he's like, nah, that's mine. That's hilarious. That's my shot. So he- I would just buy him a shot. I'd be like, Dylan! <laughs> I might need a few shots before I buy someone a ghost, a ghost a shot. shot. But, like, I would do it. Yeah, so he's, like, not, like, a nefarious nefarious ghost he just is trying to have a good time in the afterlife he just wants to have some drinks at his favorite bar can't can't hate him for that no i think it's a great story right it's just like a quick cute little story and i (laughs) i haven't been to the white horse tavern and i kind of want to go and and hang out with dylan we should we should go and buy dylan a shot we should see what happens if we leave it we have to ask what his favorite table is though it's one it, in the corner. I mean, I'm sure the bar has multiple corners. Nope. Just <laughs> it's round, but has one point. <laughs> yes, it's like a teardrop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that is the, that's the story of Dylan Thomas. Okay. That's oh, a great story. So the bar that I found, it's the one I was talking about is France's Tavern. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is... I don't know. I've always heard it called, like, George Washington's Bar. Yeah. But that's the one I was talking about down by Wall Street. Yes. Not the ear end, which you guys will hear more about in a bit. Okay. My second story mm-hmm. also takes place in Savannah. 
You just really like Savannah. I do. I want to go back there. Okay. So, this takes place at a place called the 1790 Inn and Tavern. However, it was not built in 1790. It was built in the year 1820. Okay. But the year 1820 was very bad for Savannah. There were lots of fires and disasters. So when they finished building it, they decided not to name it after the year it was built. And they chose 1790. Interesting. And the way it's written out... And it's going to be hard. So it's the number 17, mm-hmm. then the word 100 written in letters, and then okay. the number 90. Okay. That's like their logo. That's how it's written everywhere. 1790. In and Tavern. And all Wait, of, sorry. Did, why did they choose that year? Because they liked it better than 1820. So they're just like lying about their age. Yes. Like people do sometimes. Yes. Okay. So, most of my information comes from a website called The Hauntings of America. Okay. And this particular story was written by uh, Steve Vaughn, who is a paranormal investigator. Not a parapsychologist. Not a parapsychologist. He's just an investigator, which basically is a fancy way of saying a ghost hunter. Yep. But that's what he does. I respect it. Okay. So, he's found our good friend here at the 1790... In in tavern, her name is Anne. Okay, and there are a couple different stories as to who Anne was. Cool. Some people believed she was the wife of the original construction uh, engineer who was killed during the building of the seventeen hundred ninety inn. Others believe she was an employee of the seventeen hundred ninety inn, and others believe she was just a guest at the 1790 inn. No one really knows. They just call her Anne. Uh-huh. And her last name is Powell. Anne Powell. They just gave her a last name? Yes. Okay. But the the consistent part of the rumor is that she is left at the inn by her lover. And again, the stories conflict. Some say her lover was killed. Some say he set off on a boat. And never came back. Some say he just left her and she was heartbroken. And out of desperation and heartbreak, she flings herself off the balcony out of a window from room 204, killing herself and her unborn child. Oh, Anne. Oh, Anne. (laughs) (laughs) So that part of the story is the same in all three accounts. Okay. Just the beginning of kind of who she is and who she relates to but everyone knows that a woman jumps out of the room room 204 and ends up killing herself right and so Anne haunts room 204 okay makes sense to this hotel so guests at this hotel have had many encounters with Anne when they stay in room 204 Mm -hmm. so some of them are more creepy than others. Okay. Should I start with the most creepy, in my opinion, or the least creepy? Let's go with least to most. Okay. So, least to most, there are stories of her moving objects around. Okay. So, picking up someone's wallet and moving it to a nightstand. Mm-hmm. Picking up things out of someone's suitcase and moving them around. 
A little bit creepier is women have said that many times they will come back into their room and find their undergarments moved from their suitcase and placed either on the floor as if someone had like tried them on or like laid out on the bed as if like an invitation to wear them. That's weird, Anne. That <laughs> Come on. I know, it is weird. Don't touch people's underwear. I like if I walked into a hotel room and like my underwear were like on the bed, I would immediately leave without those or underwear. Or like it looked like Anne tried them on. <laughs> Come on, girl, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just weird. But in my opinion, the the creepiest is when men have woken up and they find a woman figure standing over them or I just got goosebumps again (laughs) (laughs) or they have felt someone caressing their cheek as they sleep ew she's such a creep I know and then there have also been many accounts of people hearing crying and it kind of jolts them Uh awake at night only to see a figure leaping from the window. Now I got goosebumps. I know. It's, she's very, she seems to be very present in the room uh-huh. and very active. So much so that the hotel for many years had to have their guests sign a waiver that if they were staying in that room and they couldn't make it through the night, they wouldn't request a, a refund. Because so many people would say, I want to stay in the room, I want to meet Anne. And then they'd get so freaked out and run out in the middle of the night. And then want their money back or a new room. That reminds me so much of, it's not the Overlook Hotel, that's that. That's the name of the hotel in The Shining. Um, but the hotel that Stephen King based The Shining Hotel on, I want to say it's the Stanley Hotel. Mm. It has a similar thing where there's one room in particular that's super haunted and people ask to stay in it all the time. And they... I think they, like, always have an extra room ready because they know people are going to call in the middle of the night and ask to switch to a different room. Yeah. And so they wouldn't... And now they say that the majority of the residents or guests in room 204 are ghost hunters Mm -hmm. who are particularly trying to find her. And there's even a famous um, show that came there and did all of their equipment... And they put a teddy bear on the mantle mm-hmm. with a camera inside to try and catch her. Like a nanny cam? Yeah. And the teddy bear still sits on the mantle in room 204. Oh, that's weird. They took the camera out. No, but it's just a creepy teddy bear yeah. sitting there. Seems and so when you worse. look at pictures, it's like a teddy bear just sitting on the mantle. And it's like a fireplace. And I'm just like... It's yeah. like Anne's friend now. Yeah. I don't think I could stay there. No. There are so many stories. If you Google it... There are countless stories of people's encounters with Anne mm-hmm. from like little kids where she's playing ball with them to stories of like adults being affected. But Anne is just living the afterlife in room 204. She's like a permanent resident. Ugh, so creepy. But that's not the only, the only ghost at the 1790 Inn. There's also a negative spirit that lives at the 17... 17- oh, I'm sorry. Worse than Anne caressing people and trying on their underwear? Well, but they don't... See, yeah, they don't see her as, like... She's not trying to scare or harm people. Like, she's just living there. Yeah. I don't think she thinks her actions are creepy. Okay. That's fair. I think she's just trying to live life. Help In people. the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. 
leave her alone. Let her live her life. (laughs) (laughs) But in the restaurant, there is um, a ghost of a woman who was said to have been a servant of the original family who lived in the house before it became the 1790. So it wasn't Anne... Potentially one of her stories was being married to the person who first built it. So they could know each other. They might. There are no... Well, I didn't find anything where they knew each other. Okay. These two people. But... So this woman is said to be a practitioner of voodoo. Okay. And she is always in the kitchen. And she dislikes women specifically. So when there are women in the kitchen, she's known to bang pots and pans... They say she wears a lot of bracelets and they'll hear like the metal clinking as she's like shaking Oof. her fist at them. Yeah. And no one has ever really been hurt or anything, but they've just always kind of felt someone's watching them or kind of lightly pushing them or touching them or pots get moved as they're trying to pour things in mm-hmm. are these stories. And it's always to women who are staff members of the kitchen at the 1790 Inn. And she just lives there. There's not a lot of information about why she's there or how she died, but they just, she's the other ghost of the 1790 Inn. Wow. I know. Two female ghosts. Yeah. Doing their things in the same I wonder hotel. what her name is. I don't know. It's probably not Linda either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right. So the last story of mine and of both of us is going to be about the Ear Inn, as I alluded to Mm -hmm. later, which is not the oldest bar in New York, but it does have to do with Washington. Okay. Most of the info I got was from the Ear Inn's own website that had a lot of their own history on there, which was really cool, and the same Nooklin article that I had from the last story. So the Ear Inn was established in 1817 and is one of the oldest operating drinking establishments in New York City. I don't know why... It's drinking establishment instead of bar. bar. The original structure was a townhouse for James Brown, who the Earns website says was an African-American aide to George Washington during the Revolutionary War. Um, and they noted that the Hudson River shoreline was just feet from Brown's front, front door, which is crazy to me because it is nowhere near there right now. I mean, obviously the Hudson River is close but it's not it's blocks away yeah so that's just a crazy idea for me that he was his townhouse was right on the water and now it's blocks away they just built kept adding to manhattan yep after his death the building was used for a bunch of different things including a boarding house a brothel of course and a speakeasy and eventually it became the ear in and if you're curious how the ear in got its name and i think we looked this up when we went but for our listeners the bar was unnamed for years and it just had this neon bar sign outside and it was given its name when the current owners took over in the 70s so according to the earin's website they called it the earin to avoid the landmark commission's lengthy review of new signage simply by covering the round parts of the long-standing neon bar sign, leaving it to read ear. 
that's just that's just how they got their name. Anyway. Right. 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 So it's like it's a neon sign uh-huh. that says B A R. Right. And then they covered the rounded edges of the B mm-hmm. to make it say E A R. Right. And just, that's just how it got its name. Yeah. It just stayed the ear in. So the bar is haunted by what the their website claims is a friendly ghost. Or I guess by multiple friendly ghosts, but the chief one is a sailor named Mickey. Mouse. No, just Mickey. Okay. <laughs> and he has been waiting for his ship for over a hundred years. Wow, it's taken it's taken a long, long time. time. <laughs> and he's gotta walk a few blocks now to catch it. Yeah. So according to the Nooklin article, he likes to do things like drain cell phone batteries. Don't know how he does that. I was going to say, does he know what a cell phone is? Somehow he knows how to drain the batteries. He blows out fires in the fireplace, and he pinches waitresses' butts. That's inappropriate, Mickey. So, (laughs) I don't know so much friendly Mm -hmm. ghosts. He seems kind of like a dick. Yeah, but he's not, like, choking people out. Yeah, but he's like, I don't want you to have a cell phone, whatever that is. You know what? I actually would be okay (laughs) if more cell phones got drained at bars and restaurants. You know, I kind of, I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if my phone died faster that night. Like, I wish I had known this and, and paid attention. Right. Next time. So, I wanted to find out a little bit more about Mickey. And so, I went to another website called nyghost.com. Self-explanatory, right? They seem to give ghost tours in New York City. Okay. And there are two rumors about how Mickey died. One was that he disembarked from a trip at sea, and he wanted alcohol so bad that he ran straight to the bar and basically drank himself to death, like sitting in his bar stool. That's aggressive. Poison. I mean, alcohol poisoned himself. That's crazy. Yes. So I feel. I feel like now we've had. Like, three or four stories of people just drinking themselves to death. to death in one sitting. And, I mean, I guess that happens in 2019, but I don't... Like, I don't know anyone that could tell me a story where they know someone who's just sat at a bar and, like, drank themselves to death. I feel like now bartenders probably would cut you off. Probably. I guess you hear those, like, tragic stories of it happening to, like, kids in college. At, yeah. Like, you know, parties, and they don't know what they're drinking, but... I just, that seems like so crazy to be sitting at a bar and drinking so much that you are like poisoning yourself to death. I know. Okay. That's one, that's one theory. The other theory is that he was just there for a normal night, just normal amount of drinking and then walked outside and got hit by a car. What year? Uh, It doesn't say the year, but it says he's been waiting for his ship for a hundred years, so... 19. 19? Yeah. Uh, so, I I mean, the 100 years thing, I don't remember which site I got that from. That could have just been a, like, ooh, spooky, 100 years. Yeah. So, it could have happened in, like, the 1930s. Like, who knows? But. I mean, I guess people would die by getting hit by cars then. Maybe he got hit by a horse-drawn carriage. Maybe. Anyway, that's one of the rumors is that he got hit by a car and that he seeks refuge in the Erin because it was the last place where he was safe. Oh, like which our... Which is sad. It's also like our other friend. Oh, yes, like our friend Dylan. He has more in common with Dylan as well. 
Besides the ass pinching, <laughs> he apparently gets into bed, the bed with female guests who stay in the rooms upstairs that are above the bar. And you were worried about my ghost? <laughs> Your ghost gets in bed with guests. Mine just creepily stares at them. Just crawls right in next to you, uh, cuddles you up. <sighs> Get some warmth from your living female body. Oh, that's... No. Mm-mm. Nope. Maybe pinches her ass while no, he's in the bed with you. Not, in, <laughs> not into ghost sleeping. <laughs> um, and, like I said, he has more in common with our friend Dylan because he likes to drink people's drinks. So people will... Get a drink from the bar, put it down, look back, and it's gone. Like, not the glass is still there, but empty. Right. I think that's hilarious, personally. I love a ghost that drinks people's drinks. I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't like the ass pinching or the crawling into bed with women, but but I do like that he drinks people's and drinks. And I don't mind the cell phone draining, either. Yeah, no, that's fine. But we've been to the ear in, and... I guess I knew that there was history. You can tell there's lots of stuff all over the walls and mm-hmm. like signatures of famous people that have been there and memorabilia from the past. And I don't, I don't recall us talking about ghosts. When no. We were there. And I want to say we were there on like a Friday the thirteenth. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Because we were there for a birthday. Yeah. Although I, it seems to be more like the waitresses that are. That are fondled. Than the guests. Yeah. And, or the people who stay upstairs. Because I guess the downstairs part has been a drinking establishment for many years. But the upstairs is where they, like, had the boarding house and the brothel. And I guess they still have rooms up there. Right. And uh, that's where he's super creepy and crawls into people's beds. Yeah, I'm not okay with that. Yeah, no. Mickey. Mickey. Mickey, get your so shit fine. together. <laughs> you are so <laughs> fine. But it's not fine for you to crawl yeah. into beds. Mickey. Mickey and Dylan should get a drink together. They should. With good old Ann Powell and Savannah. They could travel. And Linda the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Just Linda. Just Linda. Well, that was fun. That was fun. I love a good creepy ghost story. I know. I really do. I like. I want to do this every week now. We can't. I would almost say we could just do a separate ghost story podcast, but I don't have time for I that. I don't have time. <laughs> no. And there's another podcast I really like that just started a similar idea. Oh, really? Yes. It's called... Nice. Oh. You can shout them out. Go ahead. <laughs> so the ladies at Crime Junkie just started a podcast called Full Body Chills, and it's just creepy stories. And I listened to the first one today, and it was pretty creepy like, I was trying to cook dinner, and I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's pretty good. I'm excited to see, like, what stories. They're doing one every day from now till Halloween. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to give that a listen, because I do like a good creepy story. We'll do this every Halloween. <laughs> I can commit to that. <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> All right, so the bar we're going to talk about this week is one that Laura's been to. I have not... But it fit with our creepy Halloween theme. Yes. So, I went recently to visit a friend in Cincinnati. Shout out, Elizabeth. And while I was there, she knows that I love drinking. And she knows that I love a good bar with good cocktails. 
And so all day she kept telling me, like, later tonight, you know, we're going to go out to this bar. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So we, we drive there. We get out of the car. We walk inside. And she is, like, the look on her face was so excited. She was really pumped because mm-hmm. it was a themed bar and she was very proud of herself. And I had no idea <laughs> what I was looking at because it was a bar based on The Shining. Which is my favorite horror movie of all time. Which so, is not a movie I've ever seen. I You should see it. It's a classic. I know you don't like horror movies. But. Right. And so she was, she was so excited for this themed bar. Uh-huh. And... I had no idea. Like, I didn't get all of the, like, insider, you know, like, the decorations or the references because I've never seen the movie. Right. And so did I felt it, a Did little... it make you want to watch it? I mean, yes, I would love to see a movie where I could be like, oh, that's what the bar was doing. But it's a scary movie, so not really. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like them. But the full menu is all, like, cocktail. Like, the cocktails are all themed to the... the mm-hmm. Bar. So the bar is called the Overlook Lodge. Because the hotel is the Overlook Hotel that the movie's at. Good to know. In. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they had, I mean, pictures of different references. It, it very much looked like a lodge with, like, you know, wood paneling and darker colors and a fireplace. And uh-huh. it was very cozy and comfortable and... Uh, so when we walked in and I still, I had no idea what we were doing. She kept just saying like, red rum, red rum. And I was just like, I don't know that reference either. Which we were just talking about. <laughs> I just informed Laura that it is, it is murder spelled backwards. <laughs> Which is very clever, but I did not know that until three <laughs> minutes ago. So I just, I love a good themed bar. They did a very good job. I just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But if you're ever in Cincinnati and you're a fan of The Shining, I highly recommend it. The bartender was amazing. Like, we sat there for just hours sitting and chatting and talking to him about Cincinnati breweries and the kind of, like, bar life in the area. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of the cocktails. They have one called Here's Johnny course is a line from the movie of course they have uh, and is also taken from i think johnny carson yeah i think that's yeah. how i recognize that phrase more but uh so it just and they do different you know like fun trivia nights and you know movie nights and it just it's a great bar and i love a good themed bar mm-hmm. and they do a great job yeah how are the cocktails i mean you might have did i did i miss that while you were I was no i don't know if i talked about by murder <laughs> No, um, the cocktails were really good. We each had a cocktail, and then we kind of switched to beer and tasted some of the local beers. Um, and so, but the cocktails were great and themed and interesting ingredients. They're not just basic cocktails. Yeah. So. Did you take some pictures there? I feel like you did. I think I did. So we can post one. It sounds like a bar I need to go to because I love The Shining so much, and I'm sure I would appreciate, like, every detail in there. So they have they have a cocktail called Room Service. Mm-hmm. They have a cocktail called My Friend Tony. Okay. One called Writer's Block. Okay. Um, Corpse Reviver Number Five. Huh? I think Fun. that's the one I had. Okay. It has tequila and some citrusy and some ginger and. Sounds like you. It did, yeah. 
And I mean, it's just all around good bar. Yeah. It's a great movie, too. I still think you should see it. It's actually not that scary. Because it's like an older movie, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I don't trust you because you just want me to watch it. No, I promise. It's really, like, not that terrifying. There's one scene that is, like, pretty scary. Um, it's the twin scene, which I'm sure you've, like, know of in the cultural zeitgeist. zeitgeist. Right. right, like, I know The Shining twins, but I guess in my head I never realized it was from the movie The Shining. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Our friends dressed as them last yes. year. But... That is probably the one part of the movie that is genuinely creepy. I mean, well, sorry, genuinely scary. The movie has a creepy vibe to it, but I wouldn't say it was scary. Maybe one day it'll be like a Sunday morning, sunny. (laughs) (laughs) When like 12 other people are here. And I'll watch the show. (laughs) But maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. Well, guys, we will definitely post a picture of the bar and, you know, pictures from the rest of the episode. So, again, you should follow us on social media. You want to let them know what that is? Yes, on Instagram, we are at a tap on the wrist. Same on Twitter. Yes. And, again, you should you should email us at, um, I blanked out on the name, tap, tap on the wrist podcast, podcast at gmail.com. gmail.com. Jeez. We've never done that together. <laughs> we shouldn't do that more. No, no, let's not do that. Uh, well, guys, have a great week. Yes, and if you rate, review, and subscribe, you might be shouted out on oh, our yes. Instagram. We started Shout Out Sundays, so you, you all you got to do is give us a good review. Well, give us know, a review. We don't, we, we don't need to bribe you to do a good review. Just do a review, and we will shout you out. Let us know in our DMs. If you if you've given us a shout out and that we might miss. Yeah. Have right. a great week. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Cheers, guys. <laughs>